Welcome to Barely Audible Whisper Presents Improvised Features, featuring Whole World Improv Theater, our reoccurring feature segment constructed entirely from the improvised performances of Whole World Improvisers. Dave Baldwin is on assignment this week prepping for his election night coverage. He's preparing by sticking his head in a microwave every 20 minutes. I'm Johnny Holland. In this episode of Improvised Features, we look at voting plans. We've all been encouraged to have one, but what does that mean to individual people? Hello, everyone. My name is Rachel Klein. I'm 36 years old. I was formerly a well-known actress, but now I live a life in the Upper East Side of Manhattan and really just appreciating all that the world is offering me. A voting plan to me is really, a, it's more of a mantra, a lifestyle. I think a lot of times my, my listeners, my followers, my people that follow me in my everyday life, they ask me, how do you think of such an important decision to make in your life at such a pivotal moment in history? And I say, let's take baby steps. So when you wake up in the morning, you first decide, what am I going to wear today? How am I going to feel today? What face am I going to put out into the world? That's a voting plan. So let's start there. And from there, we can really make an impact on our everyday lives. The Reverend Wendy Jackson of the High and Mighty Calvary Church. And I'm the associate pastor. And I'm here to tell all these young jokers out here that you need to go out there and vote. Well, I mostly do a mail-in ballot. Because half the time I be going on some, on some type of sabbatical during the election time. But this time, since the COVID-19, I had to sit up here at the church today. And I couldn't go on my little sabbatical to Hawaii. I just preach out there on the, to the people on the beach. Let's to love God and love Jesus while I'm out there getting my tan. Yes, hello, friends. My name is William Farris. I am a professional producer, writer, filmmaker. And it's a really exciting time in American history. I am producing a documentary that is totally, totally going to change the lives of so many Americans. As it is changing mine, I am unfolding and interviewing so many people on the front lines, Mm -hmm. not only on the front lines of the hospitals or any kind of other working realm, but also the people that are at the polls that are working. I want to know what's going through their minds, and you'll know soon enough too. When I asked William for his voting plan, he explained that after his film's release, He planned to get as many votes as he could for an Oscar. I also found two people who were voting for the very first time. Uh, 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 My name is Juicy, uh, J-U-I-C-Y. I told told my mama that uh, I really didn't want to vote because I didn't know who to vote for. Because since I was in high school, they they, they had took me off the voting list because they said I was a little slow. And so, uh, but uh, she told me that... uh, Boy, your grandmama uh, made sure that you can go out there and go vote. So you don't go out there and go vote now, boy. That's what she told me. Hi, my name is Lexi Morgan. I'm 21. I'm very excited to be voting in my very first general election. The voting plan to me um, means that you have to plan everything accordingly. You have to make sure you're in the right headspace. That means the right outfit. You've got to eat the right thing for breakfast. And if you can, you need to get out and go to those spaces before the actual day so that you can analyze how you're going to be feeling and nothing will throw you off. And, uh, my mama, uh, she didn't really just give me a plan. She just told me, hell, sleep right or stop. Just go out there and stand in line and go vote. 
that was all she told me to go through. She just said as long as I vote, as long as I exercise my right. That, uh, but, uh, but 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 she did tell me not to vote for Trump, which I didn't have no intentions on doing because I don't think he liked people like me. Clearly, Juicy had the most practical and insightful voting plan. Unfortunately, Lexi's plan had a flaw. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, it's not just showing up on voting day. You've really got to get that mail-in ballot ahead of time and submit that. But they don't always count those. I don't know if you knew that or not. So, like, you really need to make sure that you're doing the mail-in ballot and then the early voting, which is your practice voting. That's where you really feel the space. And then you go back on actual voting day and cast your final ballot. Lexi's reaction upon being told voting twice is illegal proves you don't listen to your parents every time. Well, it's only illegal if they count it twice. They're not going to count it twice. They only count it once. This is what my dad tells me because I was asking him exactly how to go and vote. And he was telling me, you know, you really have to make sure you're counted. And a lot of people don't get counted. So you got to make sure that you get it in any which way you can to make sure your voice is heard. In full disclosure, I have to admit to a rookie mistake. I asked my Uber driver about her voting plan. You vote for the other guy. This guy's in, make the other guy in. Ain't nothing blind about it. You vote for the other guy. Hey, I'm going to go through it with you one more time. All right, let me back up and tell you. This guy's in, make the other guy in. Vote everybody the hell out because they suck. While trying to tune out the sound of someone whose IQ matches their tire size, I wondered how a voting plan could be influenced by others. You know what? I have often, I often get asked that because I'm such an influential group and I'm such a prominent figure in women's leadership. I'm one of the great American people that's just wanting to lead people in the right direction. I recommend that everyone speak their truth. And if their truth happens to align with my truth, well, then perhaps they have a good eye for the future. So you have an obvious preference for people who vote for the person you're voting for. Right. Well, I do. I wouldn't say it's a preference, but I do think that it's, it's all about timelines. And I feel like if you're on the timeline for success, then you might be aligning with what my truth. And if yours is the opposition, then you might have some more challenges. I'm still not sure if Rachel realizes that the election isn't about her. It's for everyone else. I wanted the opinion of Reverend Jackson, but first I asked him about the cost of those Hawaiian sabbaticals. So that's part of the pastor's fund, you know, you know the, uh, the, the you know the funding that we get uh, when, when 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 we say pass the offering plate, but for, for pastor's day, that's one that's a gift to us. But at least his church services were more informational than William's opinion. Most of the time, I just start hearing chants of Biden, Biden, Biden throughout the congregation, so I ain't got to say much after that. They already know who it is and what it is. See, I can't I can't sit up there and give people who I'm voting for, but I can steer them towards the way of the righteous way by giving them which one of the candidates I feel is right. But if you are in the church and a church feels that one person is doing some evil doing, then that means you you have the right to vote Biden because Biden is not the evil doer. Who inside intimidating? You know, some people say that my artistry is intimidating because it is... It's more of a, um, a, a select sort of artistry that people want to enjoy, people want to touch. And if they feel like that's too much, well, I say, you know, start off slow. Just watch watch my other work. i got commercials. Start off slow, dear. You don't have to make your way to the big, big, big chop now. 
William tried to sell me a five-pack of DVDs with four obscure documentaries. One of them was a director's cut. But again, Juicy struck me with his practicality and sense of community, while Lexi's response to influencing was something we'll now call New Age Aggressive. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think that she will be proud of me because uh, this is my first time voting. And, uh, and uh, I also think that uh, she's also happy that I'm also getting a job and I also might be working the polls. And so I can make like uh, a couple dollars an hour so that uh, I, can, I can help out. And my mama, she really likes that. Uh, I'm just sitting there uh, making sure folks, uh, uh, folks had an ID. I just checked the ID to make sure they looked like who was on the ID. It was just one time, uh, uh, this one man, he kept coming in with two different IDs, and then I finally caught on. And then he used to have uh, disguises, and then uh, like his mu- he had a fake mustache, and his mustache started sliding out, so it was like half and half at one point in time. I'm not afraid of that because I come with my essential oils, and I will just douse them down with my essential oils, and, you know, they really start breathing that in. They take it into themselves, and then it really just changes their attitude, so they should really be afraid of me. And in an exclusive to Barely Audible Whisper, we got the voting plan of someone considered by billions of people to be the ultimate influencer. Jesus would want us to be diligent, research, read into things, and also not let the false gods, the false prophets, let you and steer you to the wrong way of not the undying will of the Lord. Who would Jesus vote for? I think Jesus would vote for Biden. Well, that's a great endorsement. Why doesn't Jesus actually come out and officially endorse Biden? Because if Jesus comes back, it's over for all of us. A lot of people say it's over for all of us if Trump is reelected. Trump ain't Jesus, and they better fit Jesus and not Trump. But as to what happens on Election Day, I was moved by the mostly positive messages, even from my Uber driver. Well, I do hope that there will be more of a togetherness. I do hope that there will be more hands touching metaphorically together. I do hope that our eyes and ears can continue to be opening and listening and be aware of what's on the horizons. I don't think this is the demise of anything. I think this is the birth and the catalyst for new beginnings. And let's take that opportunity that we have in November to create very, very amazing and wonderful births in 2021. Uh, I just hope that uh, all the American people can come together and, uh, and, and, and just finally be happy again and, and you know, just... Just, just work with each other to make to make this country a better place. Because, because folks four years ago thought that you know they were making America great again, but now America is real shitty again. And so I feel like that I, I just want America to be to go back to how it was uh, before the last four years happened, where we were okay with what was going on, we were, we were getting better. But then it seemed like we took two steps forward and then took ten steps backwards. So I just want us to go to keep going forward instead of instead of moving back to and move up another team. Well, I hope that, you know, American citizens can go with their heart and go with what really is going to be action-packed. Action you know, let's think about what's going to be exciting, what's going to be thrilling, what's going to be good for all of us to really sit and endure it. That's what I say. So if you're not going for something that's thrilling, don't do it. What do you think will happen after Election Day? Well, I mean, you know, I think the posh answer is to wish for world peace, right? But we all know it's not going to happen. All I can hope is for everyone's safety. I can only hope for uh, peacefulness in certain sectors of the world. But I also hope that 
maybe a few good bloody fights to come out. What you think? What I hope happens and what I think gonna happen is two different things. All right, what I hope ha happen is that everybody in there that done fucked up this country get the hell out. That's what I hope gonna happen. What I think gonna happen is this country's gonna lose its damn mind. See if things don't change on election day. I hope things change for the better. Or either the beginning of the revelations will come. That is what's gonna happen if the right thing does not happen on election day. I personally hope that on election day, everyone comes to their senses and comes together as a country and we can all be one nation once again and that we don't have a lot of civil unrest because it's really not doing any wonders for my complexion. The stress is not good. It's not good for anyone. So I really hope that we mend our fences and the wounds of this country on election day by everyone's voice being heard and those voices coming together and accepting the final outcome. Although impartiality is the hallmark of good journalism, this is a reoccurring segment of a fake news podcast, so I'm under no obligation to even try that. That's why I think the best vision of the post-election year came from Juicy. I don't want to see Trump try and not leave the White House, and then the Secret Service drag him out and throw him up, throw him out the house like they, uh, like like uh, Jeff off of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air when Uncle Phil used to throw Jazzy Jeff out. Thank you for listening to Barely Audible Whisper presents Improvised Features, featuring Whole World Improv Theater, guest hosted and produced by John Mihalik, with our very talented cast: Scoop Dawson, John Dorado, and Serena Stone. Please check out their website and give them some support at wholeworldtheater.com. That's theater with an R-E because they're fancy. The executive producer and grand poobah of Barely Audible Whisper is Dave Baldwin. Please check out barelyaudiblewhisper.com to like and subscribe to all their podcasts wherever you listen to all your podcasts. We appreciate your support. Trump ain't Jesus. Hubris.